Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. KWTX at 4 starts now. It is Monday. Thanks for joining us. I'm Justin Early here with meteorologist Camille Hawksworth. And it feels like a Monday in a couple of different ways. <laughs> yeah. uh, but every Monday we've seen recently feels like this outside. This heat kind of keeps sticking around for us. I know. I feel like I am a broken record at this point. Like, it's hot. We just got to deal with it. But it is true. We, it's hot. We have to deal with it. And um, there's really not anything I can do you know I say all the time people are like oh can you just change the weather I said they'd have to pay me a lot more if I could change the weather yeah, so. it's true unfortunately <laughs> we don't have that power but yeah. you know it's interesting that there are dangers we may not realize that come with the heat and that's actually number one in our daily four yes it has been so hot and in Arizona doctors are seeing a spike in patients burned by simply just falling on the ground people in uh, Mark Maricopa, yeah, Maricopa County, Maricopa uh, County. Yep, there you go, are being brought into the emergency room with significant life-threatening burns. The director of Burn Center says all 45 beds have patients. A third of the patients are people who fell and burned themselves by just simply mm. laying there on the ground. There are also burned patients in the ICU. About half of them are people that fell and burned themselves. And the record heat wave has made the area hotter than usual for Arizona too. And you know, that's that dry heat yes. too. Uh, because of its dense and dark color, the asphalt can be dangerously hot up to 180 degrees at certain times. Of course, those peak heating hours of the day and it can burn the skin. Uh, and of course, you know, our pets too, they're not uh, prone right. or they're prone to having burns as yeah. well if we if we take them on the pavement. Uh, and extended contact can cause third degree burns. And so we definitely want to be careful on that asphalt, even in Texas too. Yeah, you can see pets with their soft little paws, you know, and that's just skin basically. It, it absolutely could get burned if they get on that pavement. And for those poor folks that have fallen, what goodness gracious, it's like just any any length of time. Because what can be something like 40 or 60 degrees hotter than the actual surface temperature or the air temperature oh, right. in the pavement? Well, and if you think about it too, if you're not hydrating and you're outside for long periods of time, you can kind of get a little bit like headed yeah. and maybe mm -hmm. that's what caused the falls. I'm not sure. But yeah, if you if it's too hot to touch too yeah. for your pets too, that's that rule of thumb. It is. If you can't touch it, they can't yeah, touch exactly. it. And yeah, just want to be mindful of, of that yes. here in Texas too. Very much so, very much so. Now number two in our daily four, and something you may have noticed this morning if you're a Twitter user. So X now marks the social media spot with only 24 hours notice in the form of a tweet from now owner Elon Musk. That little bird that represented Twitter, that little bird is no longer there. It's replaced with just an X. You can still go to Twitter.com, but you'll see the X instead. It, it is uh, no doubt one of the most bizarre marketing moves in history. 
Elon Musk completely changed the identity of one of the Internet's most well-known brands in one fell swoop, and it comes less than a year after he acquired the company for $44 billion in October, took it private, as you'll recall. As some see this as kind of a Hail Mary pass to save the platform in the face of mounting pressure from Threads, which was launched earlier this month by Facebook parent Meta, and Musk has also repeatedly warned the companies on the verge of bankruptcy. Um, I guess, if nothing else, this gets people talking about it again, maybe brings more people in. X now is the the logo at the very least. Yeah, it's hard to say it's a dying company. I mean, I know it is, but we've been talking about it on the Daily Four for weeks and weeks. Right. It seems like there's always Twitter news these days. Yeah. And that is such an iconic sort of logo, that little bird. So it's going to be interesting. We're going to change some of our graphics, I think, too, now that that's changed here at the station. So it just kind of is an unusual move, but maybe, you know, he is a billionaire for a reason. So maybe he's got a good idea. We'll see how it plays out. We will. Yeah, that's <laughs> number three in our Daily Four. All right, this is all about the box office battle that we told you guys about last week uh, with Barbenheimer. Of course, we've heard that phrase for over the past several right. weeks and two of Hollywood's most highly anticipated summer films, they far surpassed the expectations that it brought in money at the box office. Barbie, that's on top, making a whopping $155 million domestically wow. since its debut on Friday, uh, making it the biggest opening of the year. Oppenheimer did quite well too, earning more than $80 million, which put the film in second place for the weekend. Barbie's success also gave Greta Gerwin uh, the honor of being the biggest domestic start for a female-directed movie. Its closest comparison was Wonder Woman in 2017, mm -hmm. directed by Patty Jenkins, uh, which ranked, racked in about a... Uh, $38 million domestically on opening day. And I hope we can see a lot more of these um, women who yes. are making films. I think that's a very uh, underrepresented yeah. demographic in, in that field, too. Well, they, you know, there's a lot of people that have been really behind this film. They think they spent something like $150, $50 million <laughs> in marketing. 150 million in marketing and they really have done a good job because we've seen this advertised for over a year now and you know even on the red carpet you see Margot Robbie's looks she has the the classic Barbie looks on the runways or the uh, you know the red carpet as she walks to premieres. Yeah, so did you know that the, those Barbie looks that she's replicated those Barbie prices have spiked Oh, I bet. Uh, and yeah they're bet. like now going for a lot more than they were before. <laughs> yeah, and it's a moneymaker. People are talking about the movie and they you know say it's a little sad and it's pretty happy and you've got a lot of emotional roller coastering going on there so. Did you go so to the movies this I, I weekend? I haven't seen either okay, one of them. Me no, either. I'm going to see them probably separately. People have said that double feature that everybody wanted to do didn't like that they did it. Some people. So we'll see how it goes. I'm going to separate them. You enjoy them more that way. <laughs> yeah. It's looking out at number four in our daily four. And uh, this is a little uh, interesting note of news. Grab some salt and a lime. It's National Tequila Day today. Restaurants and bars are pouring out deals across the country to celebrate. Yahoo Finance listed some of them. Austin-based Chewy's has specials on drinks, including forced margaritas, chips, and dips. You can also find deals at Applebee's, Buffalo Wild Wings, and Chili's. And of course, tequila is the star ingredient in margaritas. But how much do you know about tequila itself? I've got a little quiz for you all, courtesy okay, of Bon Appetit okay. magazine. <laughs> so we're going to try to match the tequila type to the description. So look at this, and we'll show you the types and descriptions. You have Blanco, okay. as well as Reposado, Anejo, Extra Anejo, and Cristalino, I believe. Okay. And number one description, and these are not in order, you got to match them. Number one is filtered through charcoal to remove tannins. That's number one. Number two is old, one to three years in an oak barrel. Three is rested in a barrel for two to 11 months, so not as long. And then number four is also known as silver tequila, transparent directly from steel tank to bottle, so no aging there. And then five is aged three or more years in one or more barrel types. So what about Blanco? Let's go ahead and test that one. Let's go to our next video. Blanco is? 
silver. silver. I was okay. I was gonna guess that one. What about reposado? Okay. Um, Three. Rested. Two. Yes. Oh, good okay, job. Yes, yes, Anejo, yes. Anejo. Okay. What about Anejo? Okay. Um, uh, uh, three, two, uh, one. Oh. Oh, old. Okay, what about extra Anejo? Oh, extra years. Okay, that'd be age three or more years. Yes. Okay. Uh, three, two, one. There we go. Yes. Yay. Good. And then okay. obviously crystallino. Yeah. <laughs> filter through charcoal to remove tannins. Crystal. Crystallino. Yeah. Crystal yeah. clear. Yeah. Exactly. So there are different <laughs> types of tequilas out there. Uh, I didn't really know there were so many. Crystallino is no. relatively new. That method of you know, filtering it. So okay, I wonder how you know, that so tastes compared to the other ones. A little more pure, maybe. Maybe you know, a little bit. You know, when you do those tequila shots, not that you do or anyone else does. <laughs> if you ever do one, Justin. <laughs> if you ever do one, they can be a little kind of rough, you know, to take down. But I think Cristalino is probably pretty smooth. Yeah. After all the filtering, you won't notice it Just, as quickly, huh? Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm <laughs> guessing. That's what I'm guessing. Well, there's much more to come here on Kidam Ticks Before keeping up with our beverages and that theme, the owners of Southern Roots. They're going to be here talking about a podcast as well as what they do there at Southern Roots. We're back after this. All right, the owners of Southern Roots Brewery have gone from brewers to now podcast hosts. Their podcast, Libations and Revelations, is on Rogue Media Network. It's available for you now. Here to tell us about their new endeavor, we have Kaylin and Dustin Evans here, a couple here working on this great business. It's Southern Roots Brewery. So tell me about this. Where did the idea come from for this brewery? For the brewery, it was, a, uh, it was an idea that me and my parents kind of kicked mm -hmm. around. My dad was homebrewing in the garage and I was enjoying it. Uh, so we decided to, to make some more beer and we would take it to weddings. And we joked that I ran out of siblings getting married, so we had to open a brewery. <laughs> okay, and so you have two locations, actually. Yes. Tell us where those are. We have one in Waco and one in Waxahachie. Mm -hmm. And how long have they been open, both of them, respectively? Waxahachie's a little over a year, mm -hmm. and in October, Waco will have been open for four years. Okay, so that's kind of where you started it and kind of got it going. Um, what sets it apart? What makes your, your experience kind of unique at Southern Roots? I feel like we are super family oriented. We built everything about being somewhere that you can bring your kids. We have four, so that was really important. Um, and then some place fun that you can kind of find your group, even if you're not a big craft brewery drinker. We've got wine and non-alcoholic beverages, food. food. Yeah. yeah. We're seeing important. more and more non-alcoholic beverages out there, yeah. the Raul Rosés and different alcoholic beers and whatnot. Uh, all right, so the, this podcast idea. Now, how did you go from not only brewers, but adding on the next hat of podcast hosts? So uh, Rogue Media actually had sent out an email um, about new ideas for podcasts, and this was during the hard pandemic. Yeah. So I had a lot of free time, okay. and we were okay. sitting around, and we were kind of kicking around the idea of, oh, what if we, you know, all these conspiracies, and what if we just had a podcast where we had sure. a couple of drinks and talked about it? Okay, yeah. And that, that's basically that's it, yeah. <laughs> what are some of the more well-known episodes or something you thought were pretty interesting to go listen to? If people want to go, yeah. you know, kind of scope, go through and see a couple that are um, pretty good. The, big, the Bigfoot's big my favorite. I, just, oh. I actually <laughs> learned quite a bit doing the research for it, uh -huh. and I mean, I'm not saying Bigfoot's real or not. I'm just saying there's some questions. <laughs> <laughs> my mother says it's real. Mother, she believes that as a child she yeah. had an encounter, she believes. So, yeah. She's like, so we got to get her on the show. <laughs> I know. She, yeah, she'll, she'll throw a few back with you all for <laughs> sure. Um, what are some other ones that you thought were really fun that you enjoyed? Um, I really there? enjoyed, uh, we kind of talked about the history of the Illuminati. And it's just, oh, okay. there's a part of conspiracies that are really steeped in history. So you're mm -hmm. learning about you know, times, Bavaria and Prussia, and there's so much history and learning that can yeah. take place when we research these episodes. That's really just a fun experience all the way through. So you've got, you know, obviously the element of some of the, some of the, the 
normalized information that's out there, but then you also add the element of alcohol. Yeah. So does it kind of turn into drunk history on, <laughs> on Comedy Central? Is it kind of like that at times, depending on who you have? Yeah, yeah we're not the most professional. <laughs> <laughs> we try. You just wanted people to have a good time. Yeah, I mean, yes. we enjoy it. We have fun doing it, and that's all it is. It's put it on while you're doing laundry or making yeah. dinner. That's yeah, having a good do. time. Have you had some guests join you as well along with you guys? Did you have relatives or friends come on too? Or? We, we have not, yet. but in the future, we are actually linking up there is a ghost tour around Waco, and oh, we're going to feature them, okay. and we're going to discuss some of the history of that stuff around Waco. Yeah, yeah. There, there are a lot of the, those haunted stories yes. around uh, the Waco area <laughs> for sure. If you want to hear those, what's been the most fun thing about the the podcast aspect of all this for you? For me, I think getting to spend time together that doesn't involve work and our yeah. kids, as much as I love being a mom and working, but um, it's we can just be ourselves, mm -hmm. drink, joke, spend some quality time together, and that's kind of like a date really night. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're a couple of in, in business together. Um, a lot of people are just kind of intimidated by the idea of starting a business. So let's go with that first. Number one, what would you tell someone who is interested in starting their own business? First off, do it. Like, <laughs> just do it. Yeah. Some of the best decisions I ever made, I jumped in feet first into the water. Do your homework, do your research, but go out there and take it. The world's yeah. yours. Yeah. Would you say the same thing? You went like a whole different, I was gonna uh, be like, get a good investor. Okay, get a good investor. <laughs> See this, and maybe balance is a good tip, yeah. to have yes. balance there That's too. Uh, so well. yes. The enthusiasm and then some of the, the, the investor, obviously you want that financial backing as well. Um, first question, the other question I wanna ask you about this is, are you, are you the youngest child in the family? I am the oldest. Oh, the oldest, okay. Now we do a little poll on the show when we talk to our business owners, because statistically most of the youngest babies in the family, they're the ones that start businesses, but it's good to see you with the optimism and passion to go forward. Um, how does someone find that passion? I mean, for you, did it kind of just appear to you that, yeah, this is, yeah, the brewery, this is what we should go with, or were there other things you considered with the business as well? Um, Where this kind of was the clear-cut path? I wouldn't say it was clear-cut. My path through life has been... You like that? Um, okay. But I had uh, a family that yeah. is heavily involved in entrepreneurship okay. and have a good support system. My parents, uh, my siblings, um, and my wife, I mean, mm -hmm. they support us and they support me and yeah. our vision, and that's really important. Yeah. How do you navigate that family life to owning a business? Because it is kind of like, I guess, having another child, a really big child that has a lot of needs. Right? So how do you navigate the parenting and the business ownership as well? You know, it's um, sometimes you just have to take life blocks. You know, at work, it's we're, we're in business, but when we get home, it's mom and dad, and we need to do this homework. Right. Yeah. So it's, right. And knowing when to, to leave that at the door. Like, uh -huh. we're going to leave business at the door because now we're putting on the mom and dad hat, yeah. and the focus should be on family and kids, not... Yeah. Which isn't easy, and we don't always sure. get it right. But well, I understand we that for sure. <laughs> um, there are, there's an event coming up. It's the Back to School Bash. What can you tell us about that? Um, at where, when that's happening, where, and any giveaways or anything? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually did this last year for the first time. I taught for five years. And so I know there's, like, some anxiety going back into the school year for parents, kids, teachers, um, and I thought it would be something fun. It's like a goodbye to summer, hello school year. We do um, a drive for school supplies, so if anybody's interested in dropping anything off, and I just donate that to the local school districts. Anyone in education gets 15% off um, food, drink that day, and then we have uh, music bingo and raffles for anyone in education. And then we have it August 12th, starting at 6 p.m., I believe is what we said there. Okay, that's the time. Um, any other big events coming up this fall? I know that fall, generally, you were mentioning before the, uh, in the break, that that's kind of a big time for folks coming to town. Anything else you've got planned coming down the pike? Uh, the next big thing we have is we are opening a new concept in Colleen. It's called the Traveling Pint Pizza. Oh, right. It's an international-themed pizza restaurant okay. and tap room. 
The traveling, so that's the traveling part. So we're kind of going to go around the world with yep. different beers and food, food yep, types. Absolutely. Yes. That's going to be exciting. fascinating, and that's coming in the fall. Okay, yeah. good. Anything else you want to add before we wrap up here? Anything else you want to talk about or no. mention real quick? Thank you for having us. Yeah, we thank you. I appreciate you. it. Yes, best look at all of your ventures and everything. We hope it all goes well and stay cool as much as you can this summer. <laughs> they have air conditioning, they said earlier. Make sure we know yes. we have air conditioning. <laughs> and you can scan the QR code on your screen for more information about these businesses. We're back after this. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.